Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And gosh, I'm excited today. I've got a friend with me. I've known him on Facebook and appreciated the things that he's posted on there for a long time. And this is the first time I've got to see him and, and really talk to him in person. And I'm talking about Ryan Coker, and he's the, the founder and the head minister at Raised in Christ Freedom Ministries. It's located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. And I know where that is. And what a nice, peaceful name, Traveler's Rest. At their fellowship, they have one service a week now, live streamed at around 1020 on Sunday mornings, Eastern time. And Ryan and I've just been talking. We, we don't know what we are. We don't like have labels, and, but he considers himself an ecumenical minister or a radical grace Jesus minister. He was born in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, 1966. He's just a kid. He's lived in the upstate part of South Carolina where I have some family. It's just beautiful there with the entire life, except for the four years he served in the Navy on board the USS Iowa. And he and his wife, Mary Ellen Coker, have been married for 23 years. They got three wonderful sons. And uh, Ryan is just a great encouragement to me. He's always encouraging me with things that I post and stuff like that. So I want you all to get to know him. And hello, Ryan. Thanks for being with us. This is a pleasure, Paul. Great to be with you. Thank you so much. And Ryan, as you know, I, I always start off our visit and we'll go, who knows where we'll go with it. But I always start out by saying, how is the the understanding, the revelation that you've come to know now of God's unconditional love and grace for everybody and his inclusion for everybody? How's that changed you where the rubber hits the road with your family, your friends, people when you go into the store, people on the street? How's it changed your relationships? For me personally, Paul, there's actually three key areas. The main one is where I feel like is my relationship with Abba. You know, how I view Abba, Father God. Also, my relationship with my wife and sons. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I am, um, I guess, I don't rule with quite the hard fist that I once was. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that's a simple way of putting it. You know, not quite, but I think the biggest area that's affected me is how I view all people, all people I've known in the past, people who I considered uh, mentors or spiritual mentors in the past, how I view everyday people. One of the things that uh, I'm a firm believer in, and I look up to a lot of people, one of my favorite ministers out there, and I think you're aware of him. Uh, I have several, but I love that statement by Richard Rohr that, you know, doubt is not the opposite of faith, certitude is. So I don't like to say I have certainty, but there's certain things I feel like I have some certainty in. And in true love, which is Christ, believes the best, not only believes the best in all people, but it's true love sees the best in all people. And I think that our everyday lives, as we go out into the public, and we see people, 
no matter what they may be struggling with, what I'm actually seeing is I'm seeing a beautiful child of God that was created in Christ before the foundation of the world. And no matter what they're struggling with, that person holds great value in Abba's eyes. Therefore, because I know that they hold great value in Abba's eyes, they hold great value in my eyes. So I guess it's helped me. I don't look down upon people, no matter where they might be at, what their what their current situation is in life. That I think would be where I, I would say it's probably changed me the most. Well said, Ryan. And to me, that's the telltale sign of somebody that we really are comprehending and experiencing and enjoying God's unconditional love and grace for everybody. When we start to see everybody, not as separate, not as excluded, not as different, but see everybody as Christ sees them. And gosh, that's what I want for my life. That's what I want for everybody, because all the politicians, all the governments, all the economic systems, all the military, they have their place, but they can't ever accomplish anything of lasting value without us seeing everybody as one, everybody is included, everybody is a child of God and loved by God. And, and when we start to see that, gosh, our attitudes change, the judgments change, uh, all of those things. And what a difference it makes in life. Absolutely. It, it, it really does. It changes everything. It does. I can love people where they're at, no matter how different they think or believe than I do about certain things. I can find value in all people, no matter, even if I look at something they may be, let's just say it, passionate about. Mm -hmm. You know, as you know, just from social media, that certain people are very passionate about this or passionate about that. Some people are passionate about politics. Some people are, you know, whatever it is they're passionate about. I do not have to agree with them to love them yeah. and appreciate them as just a child of God. Yeah. I don't have to agree with their politics. Heck, I don't have to agree with how they believe or think. I don't have to agree with their theology. I can still love them for the value that I know that God put them here for some reason. Yeah. And I don't have, for no other reason than that, it's now it's easy for me to say, hey, that's my brother, sister in Christ. Yeah, don't agree with that, but man, I, I appreciate them. Yeah. I know that they have a value for something. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. Well, Ryan, when, when we were talking earlier, uh, you started on this journey some 10, 12 years ago, about when I did. And then we've grown in that. And like, like every day, we see something better about God that we didn't see before. And we've got something in common there. When I first started seeing grace, in 2009, I thought I was the only one on the face of the earth. I, boy, was I naive. And I thought, man, God, have, have I gone crazy? Am I the only one that gets this? Is there anybody else out there? And then, of course, I found out that, yeah, there, there are a lot. But uh, you had a similar type situation, right? Yes, sir, I did. And, you know, mine started back about 2007, I'm saying. I have a, a good friend of mine. I used to work with him and I was always, because I, I was passionate. I had become a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I, mm. I was very proud of what I thought I knew. I was proud of, you know, arrogantly. So if you will, 
a very judgmental look down upon people, you know, was very much, you could say, definitely a separationist, you know, you know, believed in winners and losers. You're going to heaven, you're going to hell. Right. And uh, my idea of the gospel was the elevator gospel, you know, the elevator gospel, you know, you better believe or trust in Jesus or you're going to go to hell. And I had a buddy of mine that I grew to care about him. So I was just always trying to get him saved. And I could tell he just wouldn't have no part of it to a certain extent, even though he was raised, you know, in a Catholic school. But just there's certain parts of religion just never took to him. I kept trying to get him saved. And he (laughs) one day he just up and asked me and he says, you know, Ron, I got a question for you. He says, didn't Jesus say to love your enemies? I said, yeah. He says, well, if he said to love your enemies, why are you telling me that if I don't accept him, I'm going to get tortured now? And Paul, I had one of those Jesus moments right there. It's like Christ spoke, asked a question through him to me. That very moment, it's like I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I had this quickening within. All of a sudden, I'm, this awareness happened to know that, uh-oh, <laughs> Lord Jesus, I obviously don't know near as much as I thought I understood. <laughs> Didn't know how to answer. I said, brother, I told him, I said, I don't know how to answer that. All I can tell you is, is just never thought of it from that angle. And moving forward, you know, I was like, Lord, please help me understand this. Well, something's wrong. I don't know it. I just as I said, that question, that one question rocked my theological world. And then we still kept going to the church we were going through. I was still a there's certain things I still firmly believed in. And then the recession hit. And then I watched things change for me. You know, I, I had a major change in in the things I was uh, what I was doing in my work and, you know, it affected when the recession hit, you know, I still, you know, I'm a lumber broker and traded lumber at the time. And, and I watched things drastically change you know, from the middle of 07 to 08, 09, and 10. A lot of my theology at the time was also starting to get up, was really getting uprooted, started with that question. I asked my, my buddy and then and then it kind of, from that point, started a domino effect that was brought on from different life events. Then I had a, and we were still going to the ch- same church, but it, something was in me. It was kept telling, like, uh, no, the Holy Spirit was saying, right, it's time to move on. And then I had a major awakening one day. You know, I was searching for answers, and nobody I knew had any answers. And then it was the strangest thing about 2010 or 11, right around that time frame, I was starting to get really, God, you got to help me. And so I just didn't know what to do, Paul. And I just dove myself into the word. I didn't even know how to read the Bible at the time. Didn't even understand. I thought I understood stuff. I really, I was starting to understand how little I really did understand. Yeah. Then for some odd reason, I just kept feeling drawn to John. 
And I started every day. I'll never forget. I, back in the day, I had Bible CDs. Remember those things? Mm-hmm. And I'd put in my CD player. And every morning, I just felt led to open up with John. And I listened to John, and John 1 in particular. And I kept listening. You know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, was God. And it was like, in those first six, seven verses of John 1, I would stop the tape and I would wrestle with God on a daily basis. You're going to have to explain to me what you mean, Lord. That's not right. I don't understand this. How can Christ be the life and the light of all people? They've got to get saved first. <laughs> and it's like, I said, please, you're going to have to help me understand this. And, and then I started after six months of this wrestling match going on between the Holy Spirit and I, it, it was just the strangest thing, Paul. And I'm like, and then I started telling, tell, Lord, I can't share this with people. I'll get hung up. I'll get strung up. <laughs> this don't make any sense to me. And I said, I, I don't understand. It. And so I said, you're going to have to explain it to me. You're going to have to pretend I'm a dummy. I'm a child. I'm your child. You're going to show me what you mean by this. So then a very tragic thing happened within our family. My nephew, one of my sister's sons, he was 16 years old at the time. He had been partying with some friends and, you know, how a party at that, you know, I don't like to throw stones because we were all 16 at one point. Right. And this could happen to me or anybody else. A lot of people I know. Party got out of hand. He decided to go for a walk. He was so messed up, he got hit by a car, ran over, mm-hmm. killed him. Mm-hmm. Next, they had a funeral service at a local, pretty big Baptist church. And during that service, one of the his good friends, which was 18, who helped provide the party supplies, asked if he could come up and share a few words. And I remember at the time, Paul, it irritated me really bad. Why are they letting this boy who helped contribute, in my opinion, to the death of my nephew, why are they allowing him to speak at this service? Irritated me. My pharisaical side was gritting at the teeth about this situation. Here this boy is that they're allowing to speak. was 18, never been to church. Didn't even know who Billy Graham was. And on top of that, he had cannabis posters hanging on his walls in his room. I was really irritated at the time, but I just sat there and the name was was Cameron. So the minister opens up the funeral services, invites Cameron up. Cameron and a friend wanted to share a few things. Cameron walks up to the pulpit, opens his mouth, and it was like Christ Jesus started speaking through this boy. Through this unbelieving boy, the love of Christ was flowing through this boy for about 10 to 15 minutes. And I looked around, there's probably close to 200 people in this church, a lot of them from the high school he was going to. And as this boy continued to share a letter he had written the night before, obviously God put it on his heart. Christ was speaking through him. And here I was, had been wrestling now at this point, it's about a year and a half. I've been wrestling with God over, you know, the first six, seven, nine verses of first John one. And it was almost like, 
You want me to show you what I mean? I'm the life and light of all people. Here it is. Watch this. You know, and so the good Lord goes, hits a walk off. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I guess it for me, it was such a God moment to happen that when he finished up, the pastor stood up and come up and says, wow, I'm not sure what to say. I don't think what I have to say can follow that. And I'm thinking the whole time, and I wanted to jump up and say, I didn't do this, but I wanted to. You're exactly right. Anything you say right now can screw this thing up. It won't help at all. So keep your fundamentalist mouth shut. <laughs> I didn't even know, you know, but actually he actually got he got up and did a pretty good job of of not messing up. And I will say this, because obviously he said, listen, anybody who's not known the Lord, if you would like to know and over 60-something people, primarily kids in that auditorium, raised their hand to want to hear more about Jesus. You can't make this up. Yeah. And it wasn't because of anything he said. It was all because of the witness of Christ through that boy, that unbelieving boy. You can't get any more clear than the life and the light of Christ through that boy. And what it did for me is it recognized, number one, it, it gave confirmation what the Holy Spirit had been trying to teach me for a year and a half. And then it also exploded within me, wow, no matter how dark a situation is or a person's life is, doesn't change the fact that they are the life of Christ. And that Christ can minister through them or whatever human being, or let me say it like this, I've come to believe that God can witness Holy Spirit can minister through us through any, any form of matter, particular matter of a living point, whether it be through our animals, through whatever. If we are just always, if we allow ourselves to be, enjoy that, his presence and knowing his presence is in all life to us. In what level? There's a lot of things we don't understand yet, but uh, I would think for me, and then I, from that point on, I was really saying, God, you're going to have to help me because nobody I know is going to listen to this. I said, this will get me kicked out of my church by sharing this testimony. This could, uh, I know nobody I know. And so I started searching for certain things and I can't even remember what happened, but I remember somehow I heard, I don't even know how I heard it at the time. I'm not sure if it was, where it was, if it were off something TV, if it was, I'm not sure, but I heard the name Steve McVeigh. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I don't even know where I even heard it. And I heard, and I saw, so I looked up Steve McVeigh and I ordered his book, Grace Wall. But in the midst of all that, you know, when I'm against, I'm not one of these ministers that will, I don't believe we should ever try to blow out somebody else's you know, light to try to help our shine more. Right. And I will say, I read a book when I was going through the beginning of my true transformation, one book that helped me step to the point where I could read and start is destined to rain by Joseph Prince, Mm -hmm. you know, and now, you know, as much as a lot of people, I know there's a lot of things that I don't agree that Joseph Prince says now. Right. But then again, there's a lot of things I don't believe I say, (laughs) <laughs> you know, but that book 
helped me. That was a step. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. I guess it's a, it was somewhat of an appetizer, if you will. Yeah. And then from that point, you know, getting started listening to Steve McVeigh and then hearing about other people through Steve McVeigh. And then it just kind of started. And then I recognized, okay, wow, I'm not the only one who thinks like this. <laughs> There's Baxter, <laughs> Baxter Kruger. So I'm like, wow. And Baxter really helped me a lot of things. And, you know, so it's kind of funny. You realize, okay, you're not the only one that who's, and then I recognize, wow, Baxter really specializes in helping teach John, right? Yes. <laughs> so so Baxter, Baxter really helped me understand a lot of what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. And there's several people I can name. Oh, I can say Paul Gray helps, has helped me. I can keep naming, you know, I'm, I'm a big Richard Rohr fan. Okay. I'm a big uh, Richard Murray fan. I'm a big, me too. Uh, there's tons. I don't want to forget people, but I can, but that awakening and being afraid, God, I can't share this with people. Now I recognize, thank God we can. I'm not the only one. Yeah. And I think to a certain extent, Paul, people are pining oh, man. from within yeah. to hear this message of ultimate reconciliation for all people. They are for sure. And you know, Ryan, we're out of time, but we're just beginning. So in just a second, we're going to close this podcast, but then we'll do another one, which will come up a week later and and we'll go from there. But I I want to pick up on what you were saying there. People are pining for this and, and we'll get into that when we do the next one. So before we sign off on this one, tell people how they can connect with you. How can they get a hold of you? How can you get together with people? Well, I mean, right now, I'm, I had to uh, close down the website that I used to have for RC Freedom. Begin with, it was very outdated because when I first started it about five or six years ago, uh, I had a friend, he helped put it together for me. And since then, it was just so outdated, I decided it's just best to close it. So don't have an official website at the moment. So basically right now, the simplest way, you know, you can get connect with me through Facebook. Uh, did the Facebook Live. Also, I have a YouTube channel, just Ryan Coker. Also, anybody wants to connect to me, if they want to email or connect, uh, my email address is rcoker66 at gmail.com. And basically, ministry is simple. We just want to help share the inclusive love of Jesus Christ with all people, help people understand their oneness with Christ, and that Abba is truly a father of love and that Abba is not punitive. That's the main thing. And, and I think through that, Paul, you know, what we hope to be able to do or establish is that it helps people become more aware of the importance of being that vessel of God's love in their communities to help people become aware, be able to change things, see true change within our community through being that loving arm of Christ to our neighbors is the main thing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, we are going to close up now and and, uh, get ready for another episode. But Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing your life. We'll pick up on that again with the next one. So thank you for being with us. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray and Ryan Coker today. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group. 
Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.